pleasant good morning to all and sundry. <laughs> to sundry and all. As you know, regardless of the time of the day that you may be listening, I am humbled and pleased to have an audience with you. And I am wishing you the best part of the day. That part of the day before anything has gone to shit. When you wake up with all of the promise in the world. I'm just wishing you that sentiment. As I welcome you humbly to yet another edition of Richard's Rant. Said the own name wrong to Richard Rant. (laughs) Well, my thing to learn today was that different newspapers are easier to read. I am not sure if some sort of research was done, but one newspaper takes me about an hour, while another newspaper I can get through the whole thing in 15 minutes. And the 15-minute newspaper actually has more things that I'm interested in. So I'm actually reading more. But I don't know if it's the font or if it's the layout, the structure, the color. But it is definitely an easier read. I guess maybe they're doing their market research. It is unfortunate, though, that they have to be the worst-ranking newspaper to do so. It's unfortunate that these are the things that motivate us. That we don't just do what we are supposed to do to the best of our ability for no other reason other than sheer desire to do it. The business section of this newspaper and the business section of many newspapers I'm finding the most enticing. It is fascinating to me how companies make money and how the owners, creators or managing directors or CEO Whoever actually gets to call the shots, the majority shareholder, it is amazing to me the kind of power that they hold. It's kind of seductive. It's kind of alluring to me that they control or have a direct impact on so many people, so many families, so many children so many neighborhoods, communities, and other businesses, I might add. It's all like a chain reaction. Not to mention the impact that they have on the lives of their uh, customers. It really does fascinate me, especially since Agostini bought Oscar Francois with Agostini money that Agostini created, not actual legal tender, but shares in their company, is almost like a godlike situation. Maybe as a man is why I find that so alluring. The power, the control, 
the dominance and the responsibility, the desire to do what you can to the best of your ability. I'm seeing that Guardian Media Limited, their expenses fell by 17% in a time when everything is going up because of accessibility and delays in attaining resources of all kinds and transportation. They managed to cut their expenses by 17%. How do you think they did that? They said that they were able to do that by intensified cost cutting. I assume that that's what they mean by firing people, but that is not what they said. Efficiency improvements. Again, firing people, getting one person to do more than one job and creating labor redundancies. That is what I assume, but that is not what they said. Robust credit management, which I assume means that they gave no credit and it was cash up front or it was very difficult to attain credit. And those that did attain credit, they had very strict rules and guidelines. And they were probably spending a hell of a lot of money. A net change in the defined pension plan. So they interfere with people's pension or they probably stop offering it to many employees. And with the new employees coming on, they probably will never offer that pension plan. So basically, it's as though the body is dying and to save it, you're doing chemo and killing off some cells. But it's not even that bad because in this case, the cells didn't become cancerous or do anything to the body. So it would almost be as though you are taking a plant that grows by limbs, cutting off one of the limbs and transporting it elsewhere so it can regrow and regenerate as a new plant. There are animals that do that. They are reptiles. But it's interesting to me that that's how the business world operates. Without any kind of responsibility for actual humanity. A Form 6 Form 5, Form 4, business student will tell you that the purpose of a business is to provide a product and a service. The average CEO, their appraisal is based on their ability to make profits, not even the methods implemented to do so. So where did the disconnect happen or is it that we were trained to be sheep or is it that the people that owned businesses did not actually go to school to do so 
and as such they are making their own rules but it's interesting and the interesting thing sorry to use that word again but let me find another word that's of the thesaurus it is um, intriguing although I used that before as well to me that they dropped expenses by 17% but their advertising revenue their main source of income dropped by 8% it's just interesting to me now this newspaper did not actually stimulate grand thoughts or world-changing things at all, but it did stimulate thoughts on some individual stories. Interestingly, I did not see any stories about women being under siege in this newspaper, but I did see a lot of articles about COVID, including the fact that 70 million thereabouts have died worldwide but I don't know I'm just not impressed by that figure more people died from other stuff or in general people die yeah but plenty may have died from this one thing but we've had worse pandemics and I'm not going to back it up with Google and be like this kill X amount and that kill that amount. You could Google it. I mean, of course, 70 million. Yeah, but... And then I wonder, as well, if I had enough money to build rockets to go into space, then could I be corrupted by the power that I have? and take it upon myself to make the world a better place to reduce world expenses by 17% by maybe cutting the net change in the defined benefit pension plan by paying someone to create or to stimulate a mutation in an already existing virus to kill pensioners, old people and as a side benefit generally reduce the world population and in so doing prolong the life or the profitability of remaining on the planet and all of the costs involved in secretly hiring the scientists and then killing them and their families so there's no trace would be made a million times over by selling the vaccine back to the world which could also give better control because people will have to take loans companies countries sorry from the IMF and as such they'll be in debt to the IMF and everybody would have to dance to the beat of some drum and as far-fetched as that may be it's really not that improbable and it's the same way that Trinidad could not allow the Venezuelan airline to repatriate the citizens just because America having a little issue with Venezuela the same way how it is sometimes 
be a man or a woman do like you talking to a particular person and it's strained relations it's the same thing and it's really not that far-fetched in my opinion but be that as it may life is going on life always finds a way life will go on with or without us on this planet just throwing that out there and more importantly we are slowly trying to adapt very slowly and we have a Trinidadian living abroad that just decided hey I'm going to donate 150 tablets to needy children but I don't want to name any papers and I like that when I become rich that's the kind of things I would do I may actually do it so much that I may destabilize an economy because I would really just be giving stuff away quite frankly there is a story about this the first richest man in the world was a black Muslim prince I can't remember his name and even when we tally his fortune and include inflation and current metrics he would still be the richest man in the world today he wasn't born rich he was born um i don't think he was born noble either i believe his father was working in close proximity to the king and he finessed his way into money by organizing trade and business and on a caravan through the middle east he just threw out money or they come and get it come and get it come and get it and they came and they got it and unfortunately since it was money and not goods and services and the demand sorry the supply of all goods and services remained the same all he did was destabilize the entire region with inflation so he actually went back and take back the money he borrowed it as a loan and he came up with something that i didn't fully understand but that's the kind of thing i think we all should do but i'm reading that that there was a squabble between uncle dd and lord sapgo and um, although they basically run the country the government did reach out to them and others to help purchase vaccines and they said all right no scene but we want this written off tax and the government said no now i don't think that that's a bad deal but i do think that it's unnecessary for many reasons reason one the government doesn't have to purchase the vaccines and so Macau could purchase the vaccines on their own and do whatever the hell they want with it they could sell it in standards on higher purchase they could tally it next to a carib or a stag 
They could paint in the trunk of one of your car in diamond motors. They could mix it into your best grid brick. They could give it to you in electrical. They could give it to you in air conditioning. They could give it to you in water tanks. They could give it to you in matches. They could give it to you in paint. Or they could wrap it up in Guardian Media Network in the newspaper and give it to you as well. They don't need the government. So... Plus, it isn't their best interest to do it since they employ in like half of the country and if we did, they wouldn't have anybody to make the goods and buy it back from them. So, but at the same point in time, at which point is too much money, if that's even a thing? Because you would know that for the government to be reaching out to you, things tight. So why would the government ask you for help and give you a discount? If they had $8 million to spend, then they wouldn't be asking you for it. So, I don't know. I didn't like any of it. I didn't even like it that it was in the newspaper and letters between Uncle Sapga and Uncle Didi. I just, just get this weird kind of a pissing contest. Especially where Uncle Diaz Singh is concerned, and I don't know, it wouldn't even be a fun pissing contest to watch because all these dudes all, so that is like a drip drop prostate situation, just dribbly dribbly. Uh, I don't know. It, it, you see, but the business section that was enticing, alluring, seductive, rest. And then I read in this newspaper, they had a lot of stuff with art and painting and how a Trinidadian won this prestigious award abroad for writing. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was well said. Well done. I did appreciate it. The artwork was printed there. It was very beautiful. And I saw in the entertainment section that Mike Tyson is getting paid for his story. He now is going to tell his story because he always wanted to tell his story and Jamie Foxx would be the actor. Isn't that amazing that somebody would pay you millions and millions of dollars up front and God knows how much in royalties and back-end deals just to talk about your existence. Should more of us be that lucky? Should more of us really be that lucky? Bobby Brown was that lucky, also in the entertainment section. And I would love to see his story through his eyes because I think he may have made a deal with the devil. I I don't understand. No. This is. This actually did stimulate thoughts for those who watch the series Lucifer. He says that the devil doesn't actually make you do anything, but he is the scapegoat for everyone to pass blame. All he does is he grants your innermost desire. It was always something that you wanted doesn't actually make you do anything. 
and uh, I had a discussion about this being the end of the world and the Antichrist and um, the mark of the beast and all of that as well. And I know that many people wouldn't get it, but I think, for those that don't know, the mark of the beast has traditionally been this portrayed as 666. And unless you get the mark of the beast, you would not be able to do any business transactions or buy or sell food or water. So in my opinion, the mark of the beast is already here and has been for quite some time and it's called money. However, if it's not, then it would be something efficient like a credit card or your pay pass on the credit card or maybe just your cell phone or maybe a little chip in your finger. All of these things sound hell of efficient to me. So, if the Antichrist is bringing all this level of efficiency, to be honest, I don't really have a problem, you know. I mean, I'm just saying. And I would really be looking to see what, you know, the other party has to offer that might be more efficient. I don't think it's fair that you would smite me for efficiency, especially since it's also written, give to Caesar what is Caesar, and the world is a playground for the devil. So, I mean, just, yeah. Just like when they say Beyonce, the Illuminati, and she's a handmaiden of the devil. If she is the devil did some good work there with Beyonce, that is some grade A work. Which one did Jesus do? So we could compare. Regardless of who made who, and it would be really unfortunate for those that really believe that Beyonce is the devil and it's Jesus who make her. But for those who do, you know, I respect you. I disagree with you. I'm not going to be in that match with you, but uh, I respect you. But I think that Bobby made a deal with the devil in the traditional full-on sense, like, you know, I'll give you this riches and fame and you're going to give me the soul of your unborn, everybody that you ever loved. Because his 28-year-old son dead from an overdose in the toilet discovered by Hegel. I mean to say, he daughter dead from an overdose in the bathroom discovered by Shiman. She daughter man dead and all. I can't remember if it's an overdose. But he dead too. And of course Whitney died from an overdose in the bath. What is it with people in Bobby life with drugs and the bathroom? What does be taking place in the toilet? I mean Side note, compared to what has been going on in my toilet, clearly that toilet have a party. That is a scene. That is a, a temple. That, that is vibes. But apart from the vibes in the toilet, I wonder if that could be a party. That could be a zest, you know. But Trinidadian so get to they go on to, to, to do some shit in the latrine. And as much as that is where shit's supposed to go down, you know, fairly well, that's not what I meant. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, 
I don't understand how this man could still live. And I would love to actually read or watch his story through his eyes. Not for the fame, but for the emotional fortitude. To have lost all of these people that you would have loved with every fiber of your being. There isn't a doubt that Bobby and Whitney was whew, as good as it gets where love is concerned. And to lose all of that, you know, and you still here, including basically your career as well and the fame and all of that. And to be portrayed as this miscreant that seduced this angel of a woman and destroyed her. On the flip side, I could mean Bobby have a real good dick, but another point. To be able to deal with that, and he hasn't killed himself, he hasn't overdosed, he's not in the tabloids losing his mind. I think that uh, that would definitely be <clears throat> something worth delving into. Something that men in particular right now could use and relate to in this time of uncertainty and the redefining of masculinity and the redefining of self-worth and behavior and what you could and can't do and emotional fortitude and the possible end of the world. I think that uh, that is something, not necessarily Mike Tyson's story. He was a boxer, he boxed up his wife. Whatever happened, they happened. But this dude, I'd like to see his. And I would like you to have all of the strength that you need to get through whatever fuckery might be going on in your day. Whatever that is, I wish you all the strength. And most importantly, I hope that you don't become too jaded, beaten down, or retreated not to enjoy the good things as well. All we have is the present, you know. A lot of people sacrifice the present for a better future. But you have no idea what's going to happen in the future. You have no idea if you're going to live to see it or if you're going to be in good health. I remember getting through my teens by saying that as soon as I reach 18 and then as soon as I reach 20 and then as soon as I reach 21 and these things didn't happen and you'd say things like now it's time to study we'll have plenty time for party later these things did not happen and look at all of the people oh sorry the reason why it didn't happen is because I didn't get to go to things like the school disco and Coca-Cola Youth Fest and you can't exactly do that in your 20s it's a children's show statutory rape is real so there is a time and a place for everything and opportunities expire and the best way to make a choice would be to decide when you look back on this day tonight tomorrow next month on your deathbed 
would you regret not doing this or not if you sacrifice this or bet it on whatever future and you attain that future would you want to still go back and try to do this then you should do it now and then continue working on the future you don't know if you're going to be broke up you don't know if corona going to happen and everything going to be locked down you don't know if it is a vaccine or some kind of zombie thing and we're going to be eating each other by this time next year or jesus might come or the antichrist or a massive earthquake happen and just swallow you sinkhole open comet meteor i mean it's really gloomy could be but hold on to the present you know and don't let anything steal your joy and know your enemy and the end of this is really a rant at this point <laughs> the know your enemy came from the fact that i think that you're in how do i phrase this i don't know but your actual employer unless you know them personally may not really have your best interests at heart at all at like at all and it's good to start to know how they think because they have so much control over how you live and in so doing emancipate yourself we can't all be rich as proven with this economy we can't all be rich and we can't really all take turns being rich like this we can live in your mansion and you live in my hut i mean that would be amazing but unlikely but we could educate ourselves and we could make the best decisions that we can we could live in the moment and we could do the best that we need to do and the best that we could do at all times for ourselves and for our place in the collective community so thank you for listening to this edition of Richard Rant subscribe to the vibe and leave your comments towards our betterment vibes